All right. Hi, I everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to your Friday. You're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news, hilarious history, and sometimes a story from you. Please send your stories to talkcrooked at gmail.com. <laughs> it's so great. easy. It's so easy. <laughs> uh all right are you ready for some fun stories i'm so ready okay so hmm i'm gonna start with this that didn't one sound fun <laughs> i just <laughs> i'm trying to decide which one i wanted to start with and we're just gonna because oh. they're all just really they're all just incredible uh, <laughs> okay i'm excited so we're going to start with California woman. Okay, California. So this was published on June 23rd, 2020. Um, don't see an author, but uh, this is on thenations.co.uk. Um, okay. So California police seeking woman who intentionally coughed on one-year-old baby after argument with mother. Are you fucking kidding me? Nope. Okay, this woman deserves to be shot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're at a fucking Froyo shop. I will fucking um, murder you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, California police is looking for a woman who, has, who was seen on surveillance footage appearing to deliberately cough in the face of a one-year-old baby after an argument with the child's mother. The I mean, like, that is just the, the ultimate... What? Yeah. Um, the incident took Literally, place... Literally, you're like, I hope your child dies. That's yeah. what you just did. Exactly. And she, and she fucking had a mask on. So she took it off to cough on this baby. That's terrible. Oh my gosh. And, um... Because, of course... Oh, oh, wait. Uh, the incident took place on June 12th at a yogurt land in San Jose, about 50 miles south of San Francisco. Surveillance footage shows a white woman in her 60s standing in front of a mother and her one-year-old child who was in a stroller. The Weirdly, that's exactly who I was picturing. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's exactly who would do this. Yes. California police described the suspect as a white female with a medium build wearing a gray bandana, glasses, long sleeve shirt with gray vertical lines, white dress pants, and patterned tennis shoes. Right, but like, she doesn't wear that all the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a description. <laughs> um, so... At some point, the woman became upset with the mother for not maintaining social distancing. She then So she coughed on her child? Mm-hmm. She then removed her mask and coughed in the baby's face several times. I hate people. I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. um, I quit. I quit life. I'm done. <laughs> That's why I don't go anywhere. Yeah. Because people are awful. Oh, my God. The mother, uh, Marina Mora, told KGO-TV she believes the incident was race-related because her family is Hispanic. The family in front of the woman no. was white, but she did not yell at them. She started telling me about my distance and harassing me and my son once I started speaking Spanish to my grandma. 
Mara said her baby had a slight fever after the incident, but he is doing okay. <gasps> oh my god. I can't believe someone has the heart to do this, and why. My child did nothing wrong. No! Um, the San Jose Police Department is appealing to the public for help in identifying the coughing suspect, who was wanted on assault charges. Anyone with Good. knowledge of the matter is being asked to contact the San Jose Police Department's assault unit. Um, the, and the phone number for that, if I you happen... I look up her transaction in the yogurt machine... She might have used cash. Right. Um, but wow. the phone number, if you have any information, is 408-277-4161. Yeah, so meaning if some bitchy lady is talking about how she coughed in a baby's face mm-hmm. and thinks that that's okay, call the cops. Because that's a cunt we don't need around. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. People are the worst. All right. Um, <laughs> well, we're off to a great start. Yep. <laughs> so, um, we're going to take it to Florida. Coast to coast today. Yes. Um, <laughs> this is from ClickOrlando.com. Um, and we don't have an author. Or, no, no, we do. Adrienne Cutway. So this was published that made on all the difference. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I wanted to give her credit. Um, Fair enough. This was published on June twenty sixth, twenty twenty, and it happened in Polk County, Florida. Florida paramedic who stole supplies admits to drawing blood for art project. And He looks just like the kind of motherfucker who would do this unwillingly on someone. You know that there's paint, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It looks just like blood. (laughs) Um, A paramedic accused of stealing IV bags, needles, and syringes admitted to drawing people's blood for an art project his friend was doing. Deputies... Deputies said they received a call Friday morning from someone who was on the phone with a woman when 23-year-old Daniel Murphy ripped the phone from the woman's hand and threw it against the wall. Ripped what? Ripped her phone from her hand and threw it against the wall. Okay. She was trying to call the police. Right. Um, uh- <laughs> so he tried to oh take God. that away from her. So that she couldn't. took her phone and threw it against the wall because that's better. Now you have destruction of someone's property. Yeah. Um, And everyone else has a phone. She can just borrow a phone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The woman said she and Murphy had been arguing about his alleged infidelity, so he left the residence, but then returned later and threw the woman's phone while also lunging at her and grabbing her arm. Oh, great. So now we've got assault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Murphy left the house, but also called 911, claiming the woman assaulted good. him hours earlier. Oh, not good. Sorry, I mixed people up. <laughs> um, 
Deputies say they met up with Murphy and found he was in possession of two prescription drugs, multiple IV lines and needles, saline bags and syringes, which Murphy admitted to taking from his paramedic job, even though he knew that was against policy. Oh my god. The victim was asked about those medical supplies and described an earlier incident in which she passed out after drinking too much and woke with an IV in her arm and noticed evidence that blood had been drawn. She also... That's a type of assault, too, I mm-hmm. believe, yep. actually. She also said she had spoken with one of Murphy's former girlfriends, and that woman claimed that Murphy would often ask about drawing her blood. Ew! Records show Murphy okay, didn't... Okay, so now it's like a weird fetish. Yeah. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Records show... Okay. <laughs> Records show Murphy denied the woman's claims, but admitted to drawing people's blood for an art project for a friend. Uh, no art, art project, project for a for friend. A friend. <laughs> That's okay. That's not what happened. Um, That's exactly the excuse that everyone gives for everything, is asking for a friend. Yes. It's code for, that's for me. <laughs> Um, I'm getting, like, some strange... I'm getting some, like, serious... Uh, fuck, what's the guy's name from you? Oh, I Joe, don't know. I haven't watched it. Joe, what the fuck ever. The guy who, like, he, he like, keeping people's bloody tampons and shit. Oh, Yeah, man. It's gross. Hair from their hairbrushes and... Ugh. Yuck. A lot of times he steals their phones and then hacks into their new phone and... Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's a good show. <laughs> it sounds like it. It made me want to watch Joe it. Joe Goldberg, that's his name. It's really good, actually. I liked the first season. The second one was a little crazy, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but any person in the position of public service must be held to a higher standard. Yes, they should. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, police too. <clears throat> uh, Murphy's actions cast a bad shadow on the good, hardworking men and women of Polk County Fire Rescue who serve and save lives of the people of Polk County, um, Sheriff Grady Judd said. Murphy was arrested on charges of domestic violence battery, petty theft, and possession of a prescription drug without a prescription. Mm, so at least some motherfuckers in jail. <laughs> yeah. Um and this last all one All of that is all kind of illegal and just so you know your art project that's not that doesn't exist is a fucking biohazard weirdo. Mhm. Done. Rant <laughs> over. <laughs> and finally this like, is Okay, so real fast, if you're like into it and the other person is consenting, fucking draw each other's blood. And eat it. I don't give a shit what you do. You can't draw people's... You can't just, like, say, oh, she's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> That's... No. That's you not can't how that works. someone's bodily fluids without their consent. <laughs> not cool. That's the difference between assault and a fun time in the bedroom. <laughs> someone's not consenting. Evenings. Yes. Like- very different evenings. All right. Oh, goodness. Okay, so this last one. We're taking it back a couple of Crooked News episodes. 
Okay. So this is from Australia. And it was on news.com.au and Lifestyle by Candace Sutton. So thank you, Candace. Um, Okay. Man traps poo jogger behind his shop. Oh, no! (laughs) We're back to the poo joggers! Yes. And there's a video and there's pictures and everything. (laughs) Oh, gosh. A poo jogger has been caught on video trapped behind the shop of a man who then forces him to clean it up. (laughs) You should clean it up. Yeah. A poo jogger has been caught. Okay, so here's my thing. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing. People are supposed to clean up after their dogs if they poop in people's yards, too. You're supposed to bring Mm -hmm. poop bags with you. You should have... Runners should have to do the same fucking thing. Yeah. You should have to take poop bags with you. And then... You should have to pick them up, and then you carry the poop bag, and you throw it in the garbage. Yeah. Throw it in somebody's garbage. It doesn't matter. Like, better that it's bagged and in their garbage than just, you know, I mean, like, tie it off so it doesn't, like, smell. But, you know, be a fucking gentleman. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Put your poop in a bag like a gentleman. (laughs) Uh. Uh... Okay, a poo jogger has been caught in the act when he was captured on CCTV out the back of another man's shop, then forced to clean up his own mess. A video mounted Uh. on a wall outside the back of the shop shows a gray rubbish skip behind the shop and a small gap between it and a brick wall. (laughs) Um... Okay, then the back door of the shop swings open and a man comes out, realizing he has swung the door onto someone before crying out. When he sees the man there, he yells at him and tells him to clean up his business. The offender is forced to use his bare hands to clean up the poo and then carry it off with him across the road. Ew! (laughs) I mean, you could have given him a bag, dude. Yeah. That's a little much. Yeah. And he's right now next he's to a trash can. Poopy hands. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so I thought I thought that was a bit of vindication. <laughs> Callback. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. But yeah. Man, that woman though. I right? can get over that woman who was just like, No, fuck you, I'm gonna keep shitting in your bushes in front of your children. Exactly. That was fucked up. Oh, golly. But yeah, those were my stories for today. Nice. <laughs> Thanks. Quite proud of them. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I was looking up the, the dude from um, You. Mm-hmm. And I, my, there was a review that caught my eye that said, oddly uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry, that just made me giggle. No, you're All right. good. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. So. All right. <laughs> I'm excited about this one. This is one of my favorite things. And I've been looking for an article uh, for a while. It actually took a little bit more Googling than normal. So <laughs> um, this I found this article from at uh, the this article came from atlasobscura.com. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to read the title because I don't want it to get be given away, but it was written by Joseph Hayes um in October of 2019. So, okay. Um I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. 
So, in 1882, in the southeast Australian state of Victoria, Uh repeated attacks on the general public were carried out by a figure known only as the Wizard Bombardier. (laughs) Bum, bum, bum. So, this individual was known for wearing an ostentatious outfit of white robes and a sugarloaf hat. The wizard's strategy involved disorienting people with loud screams before hurling stones and other sorts of missiles at them. Then, the ghoulish individual made a quick dash and was gone. Are you intrigued? Yes. I have to know everything. Oh my god. I'm so excited right now. Okay. So, attacks like these in which pranker... I'm too excited. I'm too excited. Attacks like these in which... Yes, in which pranksters disguised as ghosts would wreak havoc. Came to be known as ghost hoaxing. (laughs) I love it. There were many cases and perpetrators in Australia... Perpetrators in Australia from the late 19th century to the First World War... To the point that rewards were offered for the apprehension of ghost hoaxers. That's hard to say. (laughs) Ghost hoaxers. Um, In this era, Australia was the perfect location for villains and rogues who wished to imitate apparitions for their own ends. David Waldron, author of the article Playing the Ghost, Ghost Hoaxing and Supernaturalism in Late 19th Century Victoria, (laughs) says that the lack of professionalized police meant that Australia had a particular lawlessness. Really? A penal colony? Had some lawlessness? Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That, along with the abundance of leisure time and a lack of affordable entertainment options... (laughs) created an environment ideal for ghost hoaxers who often used their own theatrics to entertain themselves. Uh, Fair enough. Oh, man. (laughs) Technology helped make the ghost pranksters pranksters look spooky. As Waldron writes, the recent invention of phosphorescent paint meant that individuals could glow in the dark as they menaced others. Which made their outfits all the more believable and gave them an otherworldly appearance. Holy shit. Everyone knows what glow-in-the-dark paint is, so (laughs) you would think it would wear off after a while and people would be like, oh, no, it's not a ghost. It's just some dude in -in glow-in-the-dark paint, but whatever. Um, (laughs) I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Um, So ghost hoaxers sometimes fashioned elaborate disguises. In 1895, for instance, one prankster created a costume to resemble a knight and emblazoned the phrase, prepare to meet thy doom on his armor. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) To ratchet... See, that proves he's a knight. It says thy. Um, Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. To ratchet up... Yes, to ratchet up the threat factor, this knight also threatened people with decapitation. Oh. Um, (laughs) Australia during this period was very concerned about the threat of larrikins, or rowdy youths that that were out to cause mischief. Ugh, youths. How dare they? Some... Some of these larrikins regarded ghost costumes as suitable devices with which to commit crimes and violence. 
A sort of urban warfare was fought, with ghost hoaxers on one side, and on the other, vigilantes and armed guards, determined to shoot the pranksters with buckshot as a way to end their mischief. Yep, that'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) If you shoot them... (laughs) They will be no more. Oh my god. They will stop because they'll be dead. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Um... Waldron writes that despite the ghost pranks being associated with the working class, once the ghosts were apprehended, many, if not most of those arrested, were in fact school teachers and clerks and the like, and, and the like, and a small number of middle class women. So really, it wasn't the lower class people at all. It was the bored rich people. Yeah. So, there's some great art. <laughs> <laughs> That's making me laugh a lot. Okay. One unexpected ghost ghost hoaxer was Herbert Patrick McLennan, who, in 1904, equipped himself with a glowing outfit that included a top hat, frock coat, and boots. Most menacingly, McLennan carried a cat-o'-nine-tails whip and used it to assault women he encountered. Oh, shit. He sounds like a great guy. Yep. Doesn't he sound great? Yeah. That's what most ghosts do. They attack women with whips. Um, <laughs> Bring him home to mother. <laughs> That's what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when a when a bounty of five pounds was placed on McLennan, he he proceeded to declare war on the authorities. Oh my god! To shoot. Yeah, threatening to shoot anyone who came after him in a in a letter addressed to the local leaders, in which he referred to himself as. The ghost. That's pretty <laughs> arrogant, considering that there's so many right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when McLennan was arrested, however, he turned out to be a powerful, inclu- influential clerk and public speaker. McLennan huh? was sent to jail, but he was soon back out again. So nothing's changed. <laughs> he just had to go stay somewhere <laughs> else for a night. Oh, goodness. As long as you're an influential white dude, you'll, you won't have to pay for whipping a bunch of women. Yeah. Some ghost hoaxers made their own custom disguises, such as wearing a coffin strapped to their backs, so as to give the appearance of having risen from the dead, as in one case in 1895, which makes no sense. I mean, if you came out of a coffin, it wouldn't stick to you. No. And that would be very heavy. <laughs> How would you do anything? <laughs> oh my god. I don't think they thought it through. Um, they didn't, in, as obviously. in one case, no. Um, in 1895, a female ghost hoaxer even incorporated music by playing a guitar while she skulked around near a hotel. <laughs> Me. <laughs> that was in 1880 and 1889. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. One theme common go- one theme common to ghost hunt hoaxers. I keep wanting to say ghost hunters, uh, Mm -hmm. ghost hoaxers, was the use of pre-existing superstitions and locations that were regarded as haunted or associated with death, such as cemeteries, in order to double down on fear. Mm -hmm. Of course. I mean, now we're cooking with grease. So, (laughs) some hoaxers even painted a skull and crossbones in a particular location to create a sense of fear before they arrived to wreak havoc. I mean, Ooh. nothing scares everyone more than just a random skull and crossbones. Yeah. <laughs> Not. All right. 
to the wider community this will get them <laughs> um <laughs> to the wider community ghost hoaxers presented a threat not just through fear but also via crime and violence such as indecent exposure sexual assault or even just egg theft <laughs> not egg all theft. citizens yeah that's <laughs> not how you end that list um <laughs> I feel like it didn't escalate. <laughs> uh, I feel like there was um, a misplaced judgment there. Like, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Not all ci- not all citizens were prepared to stay helpless in the face of this threat. In 1896, an ex-soldier named Charles Horman seemed to be a one-man army against the spectral impersonators. Yep. <laughs> He opened fire with a shotgun on one youth who was pretending to be a ghost while using a cane to attack another hoaxer who was assaulting a woman. So now we have a superhero. Yes. Um, <laughs> parents whose children had been... Dis- he- you shouldn't be shooting people with a shotgun. But no. definitely beat them with canes because they're <laughs> whipping people. Um, yeah. Parents whose children had been physically attacked by ghost ho- hoaxers also took the law into their own hands. Fuck yeah, they did. Good. One woman unleashed her pit bull on a hoaxer who had assaulted <laughs> her daughter. Fuck yes, get mm-hmm. it, puppy. Um, in in 1913, a mob of vigilantes chased and beat a man wearing a glowing ghost outfit who had terrified an old man. Oh, yeah, stop being dicks. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> exactly. Oh God, get out of my ribs. It's not for you. <laughs> Sorry, my child decided to make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Um. Eventually, the phenomenon of ghost hoaxers ended, hastened by the arrival of World War I, that'll do it, um, which took the lives of over 60,000 Australian soldiers. Um, As Waldron says, the war showed that there were far bigger issues at stake, and the symbolism of death became less amusing. Yep. (laughs) Fair enough. With human mortality no longer a premise for pranks, ghost hoaxers lost their spirit for good. Someone shooting off that's fireworks right now, which is good for that ending. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. What do you think? That was incredible. Good job. <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh, wow. man. I love that so much. People were just running around dressed as ghosts with <laughs> glow-in-the-dark paint terrorizing each other. That's just hilarious to me. Yes. Not the assault. No. Part where people were getting, like, raped and beaten and shit. That's not cool, but just chaos in Australia because people were bored. (laughs) Just makes me laugh. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. Wow. All right. Well, is that it? Yeah. I think that's it. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please be safe. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcrooked.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. 
To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout-out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.